Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation. We are Symbol Athletica. Symbol, we believe that we are walking examples of our beliefs. Athletica, we believe that we live in a world of competition, challenges. And if we address and take on those challenges, it gives us a profound ability to be the architects of our own direction forward, dare we say, design our destiny. My name is Earl Mann, and I'm excited to be your host today. Today I'm going to talk about a very exciting idea. You know, one of my favorite, one of my favorite ideas and things to experience is uh, the, the Japanese call it Satori. It's the sudden awareness, the sudden insight, like the aha moment. And today I'm going to talk about a, seri- a, a, a Satori moment I had many decades, many decades ago that profoundly changed how I approached my lifelong quest to build an engineer, an architect, a better me and a better life for me, et cetera. The larger conversation that I'm always in. But this is one of those days that I had that sudden insight that changed everything. It became the foundation of other things that I consider to be foundational to my approach to um, life. And, and, and so much so that I now refer to this model of thinking as the supermodel. So today's conversation, I'm going to share with you the insight I had around this supermodel idea. And hopefully it's going to empower you the way it empowered me to go out there and make some cool stuff happen. So welcome to today's conversation. The supermodel syntax. Okay, okay, let's jump right into this. The supermodel syntax. I hope that this idea is as useful to you as it has been to me. This has been a monumental idea in terms of things I've done along my life's journey that have positively affected the rest of my journey. In fact, this is one of the ideas that is so big to me, so profound, that it actually changes how I look at other fundamental ideas I use to create my plan, create my action plan, life strategic direction, vision, all of that stuff. So I'm really hoping you get this. So I remember when this idea suddenly came clear to me. So I was, this was many, a couple of decades ago, a few decades ago, actually. I was a young salesperson in technology and I was on a sales call, driving towards a sales call um, in Baltimore. And it was, I was in traffic and it was pouring down rain. And as always, um, instead of the radio playing between my all day of driving from appointment to appointment to appointment, I had some type of course plan, some type of audiobook plan. Usually not, always nonfiction actually, and usually in the general area of um, psychology, leadership, all that stuff. So, in fact, if you've not listened to my very first podcast called The Game, 
then that'll give you really deep insight into why I was listening to all of these books and continuing because that that was actually right in that same period. So I highly suggest you go back and listen to podcast number one or the podcast where I, it's called The Game. So I'm sitting there driving around on my way to appointment. And um, prior to this point in time, on many occasions in terms in, in books and in live workshops and seminars where the experts come in and they give, you know, they teach and they give you insight. There's always been this idea that they shared of modeling success. They would always say, you know, if you if the, one of the fastest ways you can accelerate your own success is to model successful people. And up until this day, what I took that to mean, I put I took it pretty literal. I took it means, you know, study successful people, um, understand how they communicate, how they dress, um, how they live, you know, hang around them, what type of friends do they have. If you, if you emulated or duplicated those things in your own life, you would start to bear the fruit that they were generating in theirs. That's, that's what I took that to mean. In fact, m- most of the people that I know took it to mean the exact same thing. You know, model their, their speech, model their professionalism, you know, it's the, the, the way they dress, maybe the kind of cars they grew up, all of that stuff was somehow related to this idea of, of modeling success. In fact, some people even took it to the extreme, um, to the, I, I believe off rails, but took it to the extreme and said, and their, their interpretation of that was fake it till you make it, right? To look the part, sound the part, um, and then somehow along that journey, you would be the part, you would come into that. I, I don't really believe that extreme um, explanation of the idea, but I was really intrigued by this whole modeling idea, and so many people said it so many different times, I knew it must be something to it. But on this day, in the pouring down rain in Baltimore, I had a completely different understanding, and it's the new understanding of modeling success that became this core component of my fundamental beliefs. Now, just a couple of, a couple of back prerequisite ideas to help you understand it. So it's going to have, we're going to have, we're going to talk a little bit about syntax. Syntax I'm defining as is most associated, most commonly used when describing language, right? The order of words, right? The order of words is the syntax. That's a particular syntax, right? Like if you put, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a simple example. Um, uh, I'll make a funny example, but if you put down dog bites man, dog first, bite second, man third, and then that's one syntax, and if you switch it around, man bites dog, that's a, that's a different syntax. Same words, the words individually mean the exact same thing, but you change the syntax, you change the order in which they appear. Now, that's one idea, really easy to understand, I'm sure you get it. The second idea that you have to be aware of, or at least understand a little, is that syntax creates context. So context is the meaning we give to things, the understanding and meaning we give to a specific circumstances or set of things. So here's a quick example of how syntax can affect context. I gave, I already used, I already used an example to illustrate that. 
the same three words in one way, the image you get in your head when you see, when you read or hear dog bites man, right? Is a completely different image, a different meaning you create in your head when you hear man bites dog, right? Two completely different scenarios, two completely different images in your head, but same three words, each individually having the same meaning. The only thing we changed was syntax. So there's this idea, this notion, if you will, that syntax can affect context. Last prerequisite idea is that we talk about this many often in my podcast um, subjects. We talk about the relationship between emotions, how you feel, and where they come from. And we make a large, broad argument that emotions are created from meaning you give things. So a, a dog barking outside of your house, I'll keep going to dogs today, my dogs must be on my mind. Maybe because it's holiday season and lots of puppies in commercials, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> um, John Doe, a man, opens a door and there's a dog outside of his door barking at his door. And the emotion he feels is fear. That's because the meaning he gives what's going on, what he perceives to be going on, is dangerous to him. He gives the barking dog a meaning of being dangerous. And, who, and that could come from a myriad reasons, his childhood, whatever. Another man opens the same door, same dog outside, barking at the exact same way. And the feeling he feels is, oh, look at the pretty, you know, look at the dog, look at the dog. That's because the meaning he gives it is completely different based on his life's experience and understanding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just another example of the relationship between context, meaning, right? Context and meaning, and then meaning to emotions. And the final piece, before I give you the very simple equation, the final piece is that we believe here in our conversation that emotions drive you into action, right? It's the feelings move us into action or not action, but we, we respond to emotional, whether it's hunger that moves us across the floor to get that bologna sandwich out of the refrigerator and make one, or whether it's the, 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 the mental picture and images we have around the need to lose weight that gets us up and moves us through the process of putting on our running shoes and running out and down the road, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, Meaning creates emotions, emotions create action. Okay, now we have all the components. And here, so the, all of those meanings and understandings were twirling around in my head, you know, prior to my getting in, being in this car today on this rainy day in Baltimore. I had all, I had, under, I had my understanding of syntax and context of relationships, and I had this understanding floating around in my head around um, context and meaning and meaning and emotions and emotions and actions. And I had all these things floating around in my head in a lot of different ways, because that's, that's very core to a lot of different things um, discussed in the areas of increasing human performance and performance psychology and leadership and, and a lot of other things. So I had all these ideas in my head prior to this day. But on this day, I'm sitting and I'm driving down the road. I have this sudden, huge shift in clarity and understanding and just a new perspective on all of that stuff. 
And it made incredible sense to me and it, and it lit me up with energy so much so that you, it's, it's kind of like when you hear something and, some, and things inside of you just said, that is true. That resonates as being true, right? And powerful. So here's the idea. Back to the original idea. Back to the commonly given advice of we must model successful people. Or, you know, modeling successful people, we don't must, but modeling successful people is a useful and practical tool to accelerate your own success, right, in many areas. So here's the idea, the distinction, the new perspective that dawned on me as I sat in the pouring rain in Baltimore. It's not their clothes that we're modeling or their lifestyle or their, the way they talk or their mannerisms, necess- none of that stuff necessarily. Um, that's, that might not be the most profound thing to model. So here's the insight. And I, th- I hope I can share this simply, but I think I can because it's a very simple idea. Um, and hopefully it's as new to you as it was to me. So basically, let's go back to the, and this is coming together because the examples I've used, I can reuse in helping, in, in, in peeling this, this onion, right, and unfolding this. So um, remember the example I gave when the guy opened the door and the two different guys opened the door, a dog barking, and it had two different emotional responses to what they saw? Okay. So here's, here's, here's the idea in a nutshell right? It's a chain reaction of things. It's a chain reaction of events. So when that guy opens the door, right? He, he sees, he takes in the information. He sees, he sees a scenario. He sees a situation, right? And then he gives that situation meaning. The meaning he gives that situation creates an emotion. That emotion results in the energy and him taking action, whether it be stepping forward to pet the dog or stepping back away from the dog. So my idea, my insight on that rainy day in Baltimore was what if we could model that chain reaction of successful people? What if when we looked at a business situation, a unique situation, what if we look, we gave it the same meaning that super successful people gave looking at that same thing, and it generated in us the same emotions that it generated in them, resulting in a similar action that they would take? That idea was mind-boggling, right, to me, because I realized, and it's easy for people that think about it to realize that we all walk through the same earth, we all walk through the same place, through the same zip codes, through the same town, through the same building, through the same life circumstances, through the same business circumstances, but we all, and we all see same physical things. We see a guy talking, we see people talking about this, we see a chart, we see a graph, we see numbers, we see data, and we all see the same thing, but we all do not give it the same meaning. We do not, definitely do not give it the same meaning. And my idea that teased my imagination was, what if that's where the difference lies? What if super successful people that always stumble upon opportunity, that always find themselves in, the, in a great situation, find themselves there because they're in the middle of their own chain reaction. 
They're, they're dealing with reality being adjusted by the meaning that they gave something, what they felt about it, and the action they took that created what they're now in. That would change everything. So then the question, if this is true, in my mind, and I'm hoping some of you share this idea that if we could do that, if we could, if we could look at a business situation and assign it the same meaning that, I don't know, Elon Musk or whoever, whoever you think is really, really good at what they do and really, really successful in producing incredible results at what they do, that if you could look at a situation and assign it the same meaning, you know, it means the same thing to you that it means to them in a deeply emotional way, then you would share the emotion of that moment that they do. And then you would probably take a similar resulting action than they would. That's the simple, it's a super simple idea, but it's fundamentally different than modeling somebody's dress or behavior or lifestyle or faking it till you make it or any of that craziness, right? So the question became, okay, okay, Earl, because I talk to myself when I get super excited. Okay, I'm like, how? What's a systematic way I can do that? Because I can't jump into the head of an expert. In fact, most of the time, these things are going to be happening are going to be in the absence of the very experts whose chain reaction I want to steal, right? I want to borrow, I want to hack for the scenario I'm in. How do I get the chain reaction, this mental chain reaction in my life, in the current moment right now? How do, how do I do that? And I spent, I spent a while trying to figure out a way to do this and a systematic way to do this because you can't get, pick up a phone and call an expert and say, hey, this is what I see and this is what's going on. What do you think about it? But that's just not practical. And in many cases, if you were like me, you don't have direct access to the very people whose chain reaction you'd want to get anyway. They don't know you. You don't know them and you don't have no way to get to them, right? So I came up with the next best, most plausible thing. And I actually, the more I dove into it, it became probably, and still to this day, and it's been 30 years, but I think it's the the best approach to doing this. If you want to do this in scale, if you want to walk through life And more than most other people, you observe, give meaning to, and feel what the best people you know do when they see and experience the same things. Here's how you do it. What you want to borrow is their philosophy. Philosophy, your philosophy, your personal philosophy sets the framework, sets up the framework for what, you, what value you assign things, what meaning you assign things. And since everything comes downstream for there, we can just stop right there, right? So if you could understand the value, I mean, if you could understand the philosophy of Jane Doe, then you adopted some of the philosophies of Jane Doe, then as you walk through the life as you, you would start to assign things in your life very the same meanings that Jane Doe would because you share, it's like the underlying operating system, your philosophy. So this was Im- hugely impactful to me, and this is why I spent so much of my personal time in the last few decades as I tried to understand new ways of getting better at meaningful stuff, which is our mission here. I'm always interested in 
when I find extraordinary people with extraordinary skills, outside of the actual skill itself, I always make an attempt to understand their philosophy, how they see the world to be, how they understand the world works. What are those core beliefs? And in the areas where I can get that, because most people that are prolific, they share their philosophies. They have books out, they speak about it. You can infer from their speech some of the things they believe, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you can come up with your own creative strategy for adopting the hacking, the philosophies of the subset of human people, human beings on this planet that you think um, display uh, characteristics and abilities that you would love to increase in your own life's experience, then you can come up with your plan to do that now because it's a single mission, right? It's just to adopt, adopt some of their philosophies or adopt the parts of their philosophies that serve them in the way that you need to be served. It was a huge day for me. Changed everything. And to this day, I read about, learn about, speak about, and act about the discovery, the fine-tuning, and the defending and the, and the applying of philosophy, philosophy forward, philosophy. That's the most powerful tool we may own in terms of the things that we can use to change everything about us in the most profound way. Well, my friends, that's it. That's what I got from that rainy day in Baltimore, and my life has not been the same ever since. <laughs> I immediately went on the heart to understand what my philosophy was, adjusted accordingly, adopted and adapted, and pull into it elements from other people, and, and that's been just an ongoing process and um, a very fulfilling, I think, um, um, a journey. And it, it definitely gives me a sense of profound control, whatever I guess that means in the real world. Um, because I know when I change the operating system, you just have to let it run because it has a downstream effect. So my friends, that's it. I hope you got something out of this. And as always, if you know other people that might benefit from the conversations we have here, assemble in our quest to collectively uh, get individually better at meaningful stuff to us in our quest to change ourselves and by doing so change our worlds and by doing so change the world then please let people know that what there's a conversation to be had here. Share some information, like a few things, post, comment, you know, all the, all the stuff that we do now in the 21st century. I hope you get something from that. I hope you apply it, and I hope it has a profound positive effect on the rest of your personal journey forward. See you in the next podcast.